Lord, we just say thank you for the message today. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus. And Lord, we ask you to just speak to our hearts today and move us from where we are to where it is you would have us to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. So today, the title of the sermon is what? What is the title of our sermon today? A faithful what? A faithful witness. Somebody say a faithful witness. Say it again to your other neighbor. A faithful witness. All right. Witness. What is a witness? When, when you think of the word witness, what comes to mind? I know for me, I think about somebody on the witness stand, right? And jury, right? In court. <laughs> or um, I tend to think about somebody on the scene of a crime who saw a crime happen. Um, what about a witness statement that you have to make if you see something? What do you think about when you hear the word witness? Just shout something out for me. Huh? Being there. What? Observe. Okay. Anything else? Huh? Snitch. <laughs> you know that saying, snitches get stitches, right? <laughs> How many of y'all know some snitches? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so when we think about a witness, we have different things that come to mind. Now, the Merriam-Webster definition says an attestation of a fact or event or a testimony. We've all heard of a testimony, right? Okay. Um, and when you give your story, you have to actually be there. That's one of the key things. You have to actually see it or heard it. Um, like, it kind of reminds me of that game we used to play when I was a kid called Telephone. Some of us adults still play that game, Telephone, today. Um, you hear something, and then you go around and tell the next person, and then it changes, and the kids keep changing and changing. And when it gets back, it's like, that didn't even say that. That had nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> Some of us still playing telephone today, amen, right? <laughs> so, um, so, but you had to go back to the first person to see who was actually there. Who actually saw it? The first person had to count. And like what they do on NCIS, if one person's story says something, the other person's story better line up. You got to get your story straight, right? Well, um, I like what it says today in Proverbs. We have some words of wisdom. And if you put those Proverbs back up there, please, Proverbs 30, uh, it says two things. I ask, read this together. Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Next verse. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. I like that. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Um, did anybody ever teach you how to lie when you was a kid? No. Did anybody ever teach you how to have a tantrum when you didn't get your way when you was a child? No. We're born into sin, so therefore we are some things in us that are innate. Okay? And I like what this says. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Because sometimes, I don't know if you ever told a little white lie before. Some of us have so, you know, changed one little detail because you don't really feel like explaining something. Or sometimes you just don't really know what happened and you want to sound credible, but you're really not. You know, or there's different reasons why people tell lies. And, you know, there's like the people who tell the white lies 
all the way to those pathological liars, amen? Um, and then even some of those people that they think that they know and they really have some kind of issue going on upstairs, and it's real to them, but it's just not real. So we have all kinds of liars, and this says, keep falsehood and lies far from me. I don't even want to practice that. I don't want to get near to it. Stay away from that, right? And then it says, this is another kind of witness, right? Uh, instead of a faithful witness, this is like a witness that's saying, I want to tell the truth. I don't want to be a liar. A liar is a different kind of witness. Um, and it says, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. So whatever God you have for me, that is all I require. That's all I want. I don't want what somebody else got. They, you bless them in one area, praise God. You press this person in another area, praise God. Lord, you bless me where you have me. I'm going to stay in my lane. Amen. How many of y'all can actually say that? When you see somebody getting blessed over here, you don't have to want what they have. You're thankful for what you have right here. You stay in your lane. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's a whole other sermon. So it says, keep, it says some Proverbs say, keep falsehood and lies for me and give me neither poverty nor riches. Um, that I uh, feed me with the food that's my portion. Keep going, verse 9. Verse 9. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? I may become poor and steal and dishonor the name of my God. How many of you ever was really in help? You Sometimes you write life is going really good and you just said oh i don't really need god in this area of my life or you thought you was doing good until something bad happens it's like oh god help me where are you lord help me jesus please um unfortunately most of us don't really turn to god until we learn that we actually need god in every single day of our lives right so we start off saying okay well i'm fine is there a god but yes there is a god and then when we find that there is a god how does god apply to my daily life oh you know, how am I going to do this? God, I need these finances. Lord, I need these kids to act right. Lord, I need this. You know, I need to pay these bills. Praise God. I need something to eat. That's when you start praying. So he says here, otherwise I may have too much and disown you. So I don't want what nobody else got. I want what you have, my daily bread. Um, and so this is his witness. And also it's talking about the opposite of a faithful witness or a truth person that's telling the truth. Verse 10, it goes on to say, uh, don't speak ill of others. Verse 10, it says, do not slander a servant to their master. And one version says a slave. Now, the slave is kind of like the lowest form of society, right? If you're not supposed to even talk bad to the slave about the master, you shouldn't be talking bad about nobody to nobody, all right? You should be minding your own business. When you are out here doing these kind of things that this Proverbs is telling about, you are showing the world a witness. It's either a good witness or a bad witness. It's either a witness of God or it's a witness of the enemy, amen, or a witness of, of lies, okay? And it goes on. Um, 7 through 9 was talking about integrity. What is integrity? Did anybody know what integrity is? Yes, sir. Doing, thank you, doing the right thing when nobody's watching. Because guess who's watching? God. Do the right thing even when nobody's watching. Integrity. And not just integrity, integrity to God. Don't speak ill of other people. And it says we are living in a foolish and sinful generation. Now, he was talking about his time, but can I tell you, things ain't changed that much in 2022. Amen. 
we still live in a foolish and civil generation, a generation that's never satisfied. Now, let's read verse 11 uh, together. There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Continue. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed in their filth. In other words, they so quick to see what the other person is doing, take the little the plank out of their eye, and they got a whole telephone pole in their other eye, right? You looking at what they doing, but what you doing over here is like 10 times worse, right? Amen. Oh, I'm preaching today. Amen. Let's keep on going. Verse 13. Those whose eyes are ever so haughty, whose glances are so disdainful. Keep going. Those whose teeth are swords and jaws are set with knives to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among mankind. One more verse. The leech has two daughters. Give, give. Stop. So those are all examples of the foolish and sinful generation that we live in, okay? And then it goes on to talk about... Um, those that are never satisfied. There are three things that are satisfied. Four, the grave, the barren room, the lamb um, with water and fire, which never says enough. Those things, because, you know, so you hear about those fires out in California, they just never seem to, they just go on and on and on. Or how about when a drought, when a drought is going on, they just never have enough water. Like, where is the water? Okay, the grave, basically hell, the barren womb. And these are all things are examples of what's coming next. What's the next verse there? The eye that mocks a father that scorns an aged mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. This is very descriptive language, okay? Basically, if you are so busy standing around talking about people all day long, what they're not doing, what they don't have, and who you can get ahead of and things like that, all that stuff is going to come right back to you. How many of you know people like that today? That you, yes, you, we all know somebody like that. And I, you know, I would encourage you to just speak positive words, but you can't spend all of your time around those people. And if you are one of those people, you need to change your ways. Because those things will come back into your life. The way you live your life is a witness to the world. As a Christian, the way that you live your life, if you're talking and doing all this kind of stuff here, that's going to reflect on the Christian church. That's going to push people away from God. Amen? Amen, somebody. So I don't know who this is for, but stop talking. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop talking. Say something positive. You ain't got nothing to say what they say. Don't say it at all. Nothing good to say. You ain't got nothing good to say, then what? Don't say it at all. Amen. That's a whole sermon right there. I can go home. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about a faithful witness now, okay? That's the opposite of a faithful witness. Um, and sometimes when you watch NCIS, that one person has that say they stick into that story and they ain't changing. And even how much pressure they put on them. But what really happened that night? What really happened that night? No, this is what happened that night. I saw this person. Maybe they did see that person. Maybe the details. Maybe they had an aneurysm. Or maybe they passed out and they thought they saw something. But the story never changes. Hallelujah. The story never changes. A Christian witness is someone that tells about what Jesus has done in their life. Hallelujah. So we can all, we all have a story like that, right? 
good because in a minute I'm going to ask y'all to come forward and tell them, but not yet. Just start thinking about your stories in your mind. Now, we all are Christians here. I assume we are. And we all have a story to tell. How many of you have a story to tell about something good that Jesus has done for you in your life? Holly, I see a few hands up. Everybody's hand should be raised in this sanctuary. Amen. Um, God is good. So in Acts, we see, thank you, Acts is already pulled up. In Acts, there's a story about a lame man. And the lame man was at begging money at the gate called Beautiful. Some of y'all know this story. And he was begging coins, and Peter and John were walking by. And Peter, he said he was, he was reaching out to get um, some money. And Peter said something. You can take a scripture down for now. He said something very interesting. Look at us. Look at us. I wonder why he said, look at us. And he said, silver and coins I do not, and silver and gold I do not have. But he reached out his hand, but in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And guess what happened? The man got up and he walked and he praised God. Now, it's interesting. Some of y'all should be clapping because somebody has that happened in your own life. It's interesting that Peter said, look at us. It's like Peter was already witnessing to that man. Maybe he recognized that at one point he was down on that ground feeling like he was a beggar, feeling like he was needing something. But then guess what he did? He reached his hand out. And he said, in the name of Jesus, not in the name of Allah, not in the name of whomever, the universe, or good positive vibes. He said, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Amen. So he got up and he walked and he was healed. Now, here we are in verse 13, um, Acts chapter 4, verse 13. And it says, um, they were preaching because the crowd was, they were so amazed. Five thousand people gave their lives to Christ that day. Five thousand. They saw that miracle all because Peter decided to reach down and help somebody. Do y'all have somebody that can reach down and help somebody today? We all know somebody we can reach out and help somebody and tell them about Jesus Christ. Okay. So he reached out. He um, preached to those people out there, and the members of the Sanhedrin were so upset because everybody was glorifying God. And they were believing in Jesus. Verse 13, let's read this together. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, meaning they hadn't gone to seminary. Hold on. Meaning they didn't learn the Torah, okay? Ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. People sometimes can look at, look at your life and say, that person has been with Jesus. You know somebody in your life that you come, that's come before you and you say, yes, that person has been with Jesus. And you know who that person is, don't you? Your mama, your grandmama, your daddy, your auntie, your pastor, somebody in the church or somebody like that. They have been with Jesus and you've seen their walk. Let's read verse 14. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. Stop, you put it down. Sometimes people try to explain away things that happen, the miracles that happen in our lives. Do you know that miracles still happen in our lives today? Miracles still happen in our lives today. That's how we know the Holy Spirit is real. That's how we know Jesus Christ is the Messiah, and he was raised by God on the third day. Miracles still happen today. 
and people will try to explain away everything in your life and say, oh, that was just a coincidence. Oh, that was just the universe, or that was just whatever. That was just a chance. No, there's, you know, certain times you'll see things happening over and over and over. No, this is not just a coincidence. There is a God, and he loves me. Amen. He has a son named Jesus Christ, and he is my Savior. Hallelujah. So, um, so they tried to explain away the Sanhedrin, otherwise the religious leaders. Um, they tried to explain away what was happening. And all they could do was say nothing. They said, okay, well, he's healed. So um, we really can't say anything about that. So let's read verse 15. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin there, um, confer together. Keep going. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. Next verse. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in his name. Um, so earlier, somebody said snitch, right? Um, we know, if we know the truth, we're supposed to tell the truth, right? And people will try to threaten you and say snitches get stitches, and they will try to tell you, oh, if you go around doing this, people going to not like you, and so on and so forth, but you have to do the right thing. Amen. Tell your neighbor to do the right thing. Tell your neighbor, be a faithful witness. Hallelujah. Don't change your story now. You already been telling the gospel. You already been telling the truth. Because what did it say in Proverbs? If you tell a lie, it's going to come right back to you. Right? What you reap is what you're going to sow. Sometimes we don't like to tell the truth because, one, we don't like to be accountable. That's psychology 101. When we know we've done wrong, sometimes we tend to like to place blame on other people, right? Right? Okay. <laughs> Instead of just owning up, okay, I messed up. Nobody is perfect. Anybody out here perfect today? That's why we have a Savior because we we're not perfect. It's, it's, it's okay. Thank you, neighbor. It's okay. It's okay to mess up. Sometimes we're going to mess up. And then also, you got to tell the truth on somebody else. I don't know who this is for, but somebody got to tell the truth. Amen? And tell the truth in love. Don't just be like, well, you did that. Well, no, that's not how you do that. No, no, no. Pastor Antonia said, no, keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> tell the truth in love, okay? Um, thank you. So, um, so they basically had to tell the truth and they were threatened. Let's go on and read the rest of that scripture. Uh, they called them in again, commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus because they threatened them. Keep going. Let's read the verse 20. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or to him. You be the judge, verse 20. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. Amen. All right. Now, somebody need to tell the truth today. Hallelujah. You know, somebody is always, the enemy is always going to try to distract you, um, always try to make you feel fearful. But um, Peter also warns us um, later on in First Peter um, be of sober mind. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, 
prowls around like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion. He's not actually a lion. We start the lion of Judah, Jesus Christ. There's nobody higher than Jesus, okay? He think he a lion, but he not. Um, and seeking somebody to devour. So you can even give into the, you can either give into the tricks of the enemy, or you can just believe what God is telling you to do. When Moses was crossing that Red Sea, he had to put that staff in the water before the sea actually opened up. Sometimes you have to step out before you actually see God do a miracle in your life. Has God been leading you all to do anything today? Like tell the truth or step out in faith or anything like that? Anybody been feeling led to do something? Well, God will let, lead you to do some things. And sometimes God won't show you how things are going to work out. Sometimes you have to just do what God has asked you. So now, by now, you should have some testimonies in your mind. So if you have a testimony of, of a Christian witness, how Jesus Christ has healed you, helped you in your life, come on up to Walter. And if you can't walk up here, if you're not able, raise your hand. So please, somebody come up here and give me a witness. I know somebody got a witness, a story to tell. Now, while you're coming up here, I'm going to tell a story about one time I went to the doctor and I was believing um, to be healed. I don't remember what the test was for, but I did take a test. And um, they said, well, come back tomorrow. We're going to have to run some evaluations and see what's going on. That whole day I was praying. I said, Lord, I don't know what this is about, but I'm praying that you take this away. When I went to the doctor the next day, she called me in and she said, your test is a 0 0.000. This is like, this is below normal. Like this is above average. Like you have absolutely no sign of what it is that we thought you had. It just disappeared. What happened? I said, I prayed. I asked God to heal me, and God healed me. Amen. There is power in prayer. Now, I just need a couple of y'all to raise your hand because I know y'all got a witness. Thank you. Okay, come on, Johnny. My name is Brother Johnny Elmore, and uh, I've been doing drugs ever since I drugs and alcohol, and I had an anger spirit ever since I was 10 years old. And I'm 64 years young now. And uh, I've been serving God, serving Jesus for about 11 months now. He delivered me from all that. I don't have no cravings for none of that no more. I have a spirit of love in my heart. And I want to pray for everybody that you uh, just tell God that you be honest with yourself. You know, all you got to do is be honest with yourself. Well, God knows everything about you anyway. Thank you, Johnny. He was delivered from drugs and alcohol. Praise God. God, some, um, Larry has his hand raised up back there. Yes, Larry. And there's another hand back there also. You know, I spent almost all of 2021 in intensive care in the hospital. Everything that could happen to somebody happened to me. But through prayer and my wonderful wife, I made it. Three weeks ago, I couldn't even walk. Praise God. So it's all God. It's all God. Any of you who don't believe it, I feel sorry for you because it's all God. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Larry. We got somebody back here first. Go on. Glory to God. It's just awesome for me to be here. I've I, uh, lived my life how I thought I wanted to live it. I've been shot, I've been stabbed, I've had just had two heart attacks. God has kept me, and I went to the hospital, I went to the doctor a couple of days ago, and my doctor was kind of amazed. Uh, I just recently had a heart attack, probably a couple of months ago, a little more than a month ago, and I went to the doctor uh, a couple of days ago to do a stress test. And he said, I am amazed that your stress test turned out so well. And it's only God. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. Amen. And God will definitely Hallelujah. raise you up. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, we have somebody over here. Okay. Yes, sir. And God is definitely a healer in my life. Yes. I, I had an aneurysm back in 11. And at, at, the doc, at the hospital, they were telling me how lucky I was. How lucky. I said, I said, ain't no luck. I, I said, that's a blessing. And then uh, last year, uh, 2000, I had a stroke. I couldn't even hardly walk. You know, now, thank God, I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good today. And, Praise God. You know, you know, Hallelujah. And I, couldn't even, and I couldn't even drive. I couldn't even drive the day I drove myself to church. Praise and God. God Yes, Mr. Walker. Go on, Mr. Walker. Hello. Is it on? Okay. It's on, brother. See, these guys here are just taking words out of my mouth. But I'm going to tell you something. I've been broken all of my life. I've been broken right now. I've even gave up on God. Because, I mean, when you pray and pray and meditate and study and read and God still don't move. And I say, well, God, where are you? You say you're here. But where are you? I mean, I even gave up on this church. I left this church for about a month because of some stuff that was going on. And I had to ask my God. I said, why me? I'm going through something now. But you know what God told me? Be steadfast, unmovable, abounding all in my way. Hallelujah! Not my way, but his way. When I came to this church, nobody made me come to this church. I was led to come to this church. You see that man over there named Mike? We were in a group called Transparent Men. That's where I met that fella at. And I met... And, and, and pastor was a, a member of it too at one time. And I said, Lord, I need a church because I said, after I leave this church, I said, I'm not going to another church again. I'm tired of churches. I'm tired of church people. Church people can be some of the worst people in the world talking about they know God and treat you like the devil. From the, and I'm, don't get me wrong now, from the pulpit on down. The head, the head's messed up, so is the body. The church I just left, uh, I'm not gonna call no names. Don't but call they no got names. more, they had more hell in them than Satan had in them. I'm telling you, from the pulpit on down. 
Remember, keep some good words in your mouth. All right. what God All has right. done in your life. And I thank God for who he is because if it wasn't for him, it's not about me. It's all about him. Thank you so much. And we need to recognize that. We can do nothing without him. Thank you. Well, I want to follow that testimony up with the goodness of God. I think the church is the best place in the world. I think um, there's a lot of healing that takes place in the church, a lot of ministry. The church is alive and it's well and it's moving. Now, my testimony is this. I'm, I'm speaking to you guys in, in person and online who think you got it all together. That's who I'm talking to. Not so much the person, okay, Johnny, your testimony was really powerful, brother. You know, but I've never seriously been on drugs or been on drugs or anything like that. But it's the person that thinks they got it all together before God. You got a good job. Well, I had great jobs. I had good money, real good money. I had new cars. And I thought I had it all. But I didn't have anything. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then a woman came into my life and she said, I won't even date you unless you go to church. And she was absolutely stunningly beautiful and she still is. And I said, I think I can come to church. And I came and I sat here and I grew and I grew and I grew. And I remember a pastor coming down, I was sitting uh, on the sidelines and he came down to me and he spoke to me personally. He asked me about, he challenged me about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so for those who think, boy, life is good. I don't need God. I don't need anything right now. It's all good. You need God. You need God. We need God. We need each other. So thank you, Pastor Antonio, for giving us this time to testify about the goodness of our Lord. I think we, we have another one. And I'm saying all this, I'm going to speak of things that have yet to come. Because in a couple of days, I'm going into the hospital. And I know these tests are going to come out zero, zero, zero. Because I got the faith. And I do not worry about those things that I can't control. But my father going to make sure that I'll see y'all again. You know, I'm still here. Thank you. Amen. We're going we're gonna to say a special prayer for you, Larry. We're praying for you for that test. We got one more testimony over here, Aunt Susan. Any more testimonies? Yes. Yes, yes over here. Uh, over here. Okay. Um, go ahead, Marvin. Okay, I just wanted to say, uh, when I was 18 years old, uh, I was in the Air Force. My roommate, uh, his girlfriend, had come to see him down, took the bus down to um, to the base, and he was going to take her back. And he said, ride with me, Hayes. I said, no, well, what could happen? I can't go. I went with him anyway. I, I was in the car, and I got thrown, thrown 250 feet. Through the windshield of the car onto a railroad track. I broke my jaw in four places. I had multiple drunk contractions in my legs, fractures. I was unconscious for like six months. I'm 73 now. It was the Lord's doing. And I thank God for that. One more testimony over here. Yes, ma'am. Hello, my name is Yvonne. Um, I stay across the street. Anyway, I went for a mammogram. And um, they sent the letter and told me that they found something abnormal. 
And I pray a lot and I read every day. So um, I went back to get the ultrasound and they said it was just limp noise. At first I was worried, but God said, don't worry. So they said it wasn't nothing but limp noise and I thank God for that. Prayer works. Amen. Hallelujah. And put that verse 20 back up on the screen, please. Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 20. As for us, I love what that says there. Acts chapter 4. It's up there on the screen. Verse 20. It was just up there. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Amen. That should be your testimony today. That should be your testimony this week. Somebody might have said something to you that must have been speaking to your situation today. Amen. Because we believe in for a test to come out, um, pop negative. We believe in for, you know, finances and our health and things like that. We are actively believing. We are actively praying with you because we know that there is a God. And we know everything that's concerning to us is concerning to God. Amen. How many of y'all know and believe that everything, nothing is too small, nothing is too big. Everything. Is concerning to God every single thing, and that's why Jesus was sitting here and tempted in every single way. And we're gonna go to God in prayer today, Lord. We just say thank you for the witnesses that we've heard today. Help us to be like your child, Jesus Christ, and help us to be like Peter and John, God. We just say thank you to for sending us the right people to reach back out to and lift them up in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we just say thank you, Lord, that if there's anyone out there that it has a need today, you already know the answer for that need. We just say thank you, Lord, that we are living our lives as a faithful witness. Even when sometimes things don't go our way, even when we want to leave the church, you still call us back, God. Hallelujah. You call us back unto yourself, God. And we just say, thank you, Lord. You are not just faithful to us. We can be faithful to you. And we just say, thank you, Lord, for the things that you are doing in our lives. Thank you for miracles. Let somebody be saved and know that there is a God. Let somebody know that Jesus Christ really is who he says he is, the Messiah. And we ask you all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 